It's time once again for another episode of All That's Jazz, the podcast that explores everything in the world of jazz. And here now is your host, Alan Scott. Hello and welcome to another episode of All That's Jazz. Today, our guest is pianist-composer Lynn Ariel. Her latest release is titled The Lights Are Always On, which is an album of original music, and it pays tribute to the healers, the caregivers, the truth-tellers, and the defenders of democracy. All of this in the wake of the COVID pandemic and the January 6th insurrection. The album features Ariel with bassist and co-producer Jasper Sompson and drummer E.J. Strickland. Lynn, thank you for joining us and being our guest on All That's Jazz. Well, thank you for inviting me. How are you doing today? Uh, I'm doing great, and uh, I am feeling even better by the fact that I'm having this conversation with you today about this release. It's absolutely oh, phenomenal. Nice. Thank you. I appreciate it. This is your 16th album as a leader, and let me start by asking you, because you've been described as being the poet laureate of your generation, and in terms of your body of work and in the significance uh, of, uh, of that body of work, where would you grade this or place this? Do you think that this is probably one of the most significant things you've done as of yet, or it has some sort of special meaning to you? This album does have a special meaning, although when you do albums, each one is, is unique in its own way and is, is an, an intense experience in its creation and bringing it to life. So I, I, I feel a connection with all the work that I've done. This album specifically came out of you know, the experience I had during the last couple of years and watching what was going on in the world and this has been such a difficult time for so many people who would have ever guessed that we could have gone through this together. I was watching a news broadcast and I saw an interview with Dr. Prakash Gada, who is a physician in Tacoma, Washington. And he said, I fled Kuwait after the invasion. I'm here treating COVID patients. Come to us, we will take care of you, I promise. Babies are being born, bones are being set. No one works from home. The lights are always on. I stand next to the most fearless people I have ever known. And I sat there and I just felt stunned. I thought, you know, who are these amazing, incredible angels who put their lives at risk to take care of us in, the, in virtual wartime conditions? And I started thinking about the, the even the more broader implications of the lights are always on, that the lights of hope and compassion and heroism, the best of humanity is always with us, even during times like what we're going through right now, where the challenges seem so great and it's, it's just hard for many people to cope with, with what's happening in our world. We still see so much bravery, so much goodness, and I wanted to create a musical statement like Profiles in Courage, musically, basically, of you know, a tribute to these heroes, 
and to other other heroes such as um, John Lewis and Lieutenant Colonel um, Alexander Vindman and Ruth Bader Ginsburg and and more you know so this this project is really from the heart and I, I, I wanted to reach people just from one heart to another basically that's that's my goal in light of how it's been probably one of the most historical and significant periods of our time, if you really look at all of the things that happened, everything from pandemic to a challenge on our democracy to periods of depression and angst, and yet there's still a significant opportunity to have optimism and to feel that there is still light in the world because the people that have uh, been a part of all this have been riding this wave as we all have of uh, up and down and significant things going on in our lives but it's all a matter of how we rise up from all the challenges that uh, have come our way would you say that that might be what this is all about in terms of what you're trying to reflect in the music of this recording? Yes, that was beautifully stated. That's exactly, that's exactly right. Thank you. Do you feel like through all of this and through the music now itself, uh, are you producing this as a matter of optimism and hope, or, or are you trying to convey that th there's something else going on here that people need to pay attention to. I wanted to convey optimism and hope because we can go in either direction in our minds and our hearts. And, you know, life can bring us to our knees. Everyone who's listening now undoubtedly has had an experience or has known someone who's had an experience that seemed insurmountable. But somehow we stand up and we keep going and that is the human spirit and it lives in each one of us and these heroes that inspired me these are just a few of so many everyone has this in them and um, I wanted to reach out in that way and and convey that feeling there is enough to be sad about and to be angry about in the world every day but does that make it better by going there I have my own feelings we, we all do but I wanted to have people experience a sense of hope and uplift, even just a tiny bit from the music, if, if that's at all possible. Your music has always had message, or, and there's always been some wonderful storytelling through it. And it, it always has an importance, a significance attributed to it. But this one, it just seems like this comes to the top for me. And that's just my interpretation of the body of work that you have, to your credit, uh, I, I just think that this is something that uh, people should pay attention to, and it'll maybe make life a little bit easier for them. Because in listening to this music, Lynn, I, I don't hear anything depressing. It, it sounds optimistic. It sounds like there is a light on, uh, and, and we can move forward uh, from this challenge that we've had over the last few years and if we do so and pay tribute to those people that have kept us together through this period of time it's only going to be better oh i agree you know when we look at people historically and people in our lives that have faced insurmountable challenges and if we are facing them now in our world 
or in our, our own personal lives, problems may have solutions. We might not see what they are, and challenges can be met. I remember a friend of mine saying years ago when I was having a particularly difficult time in my life, and she said, Linny, <laughs> she's like the only person who calls me Linny. She said, everybody gets into difficult situations. It's how you get out of them. And that stayed with me. And a step at a time, I, I thought, okay, a day at a time, I'm going to handle this. And that's my experience. Why don't we talk a little bit about some of the tracks on here? You start out with a, a track called March On. And this is, I, I guess, a, 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 an homage to activism. Yes, for people speaking their minds, and this is not a partisan statement at all, but for people who have very strong beliefs and they want to be heard. so appreciative of people who took time, their valuable time, to get out and march and, and say we need to be heard. That's our right in this country, and uh, it should, it's a treasured right to speak our minds. And we don't have to agree with each other, but we have a right to speak. And of course, we've already spoken about uh, the lights are always on and, and some of the backstory and the influence uh, for uh, producing this recording. But as it relates to March On, uh, you move into a track called Sisters, and presumably this has to do with women's rights and activism, correct? Yes, and just a general shout out to all of my sisters worldwide for everything they do every day. I mean, they raise children, they lead countries, they um, are nuclear physicists, they do it all. And this was just a kind of a personal message of sending a big, huge hug out to all my sisters and how inspiring they are. And yes, to women's rights, of course. And of course, uh, giving uh, women's rights a voice uh, and, and, and musically makes it even better. Thank you, thank you. It was inspired by A Natural Woman by Carole King and that of course Aretha Franklin recorded many times. It has that kind of a feel, it's kind of a 3-4 gospel feel. Her performance at the Kennedy Center Honors is on YouTube, and I watched it many times, and I'll never forget watching it, and she sat down at the piano. I don't know how old she was at that point, uh, but her voice was still totally amazing. And in the middle of the tune, she got up, 
She had her mink stole on. She got up, walked away from the piano, threw the mink stole down on the floor, and the crowd went crazy. And you know, such a powerful, powerful voice. And Carol King was in the back, sitting next to the Obamas, and she was just going crazy. Uh, you know, that's she wrote that song for Aretha, and it's a powerful song. Speaking of powerful and a voice, you have a track called Honor, and that really pays tribute to Alexander Vindman, because talk about a powerful voice uh, through the period of time that we have come through in the last few years. His, I think, is particularly courageous. I think that it was selfless, and he did so with respect to trying to do the right thing. Yes, yes. He's everything a soldier and a patriot is. He, he embodies all the, the qualities of integrity, of strength, of fearlessness, of um, a desire to protect our democracy, even if it meant that he might lose his job which he did. And he's an amazing, amazing person. And there are so many others, Fiona Hill and many, many others that just said, I have to tell the truth. And I, I love the quote when he said, don't worry, dad, you don't get in trouble in America for speaking the truth. continues to be such an important figure now with what's going on in Ukraine because he is he is so knowledgeable you know an incredible person and it's too bad uh, that he did lose his job but uh, I, I think all of us are uh, grateful for the fact that he stood his ground and he spoke the truth and even though it hurt him in many ways uh, I, I think people have a much greater respect not only for him, but for the truth. Yes. Well, in a certain way, when we think about truth, speaking the truth shouldn't be difficult. It should be easy because it's the truth. And it resonates with our being. And it, it's in alignment with who we are. And I think he may have said something about that in, in an article, like telling the truth was easy, you know. And maybe I'm, you know, misquoting but when you think about it it is but it's also there are there are ramifications at the end of the day we have to look at ourselves and feel okay about who we are in the world and what, what the things we say and how we act and it also gives us an opportunity to appreciate those people and the people in our lives and having said that, you have a track called Loved Ones on this recording. And that is uh, an expression of appreciation for those of you in your life that you have loved and have been a part of you. Yes, and it, it's, it's a very kind of general theme of you know, how, how much we appreciate those that 
we love and that and, and the people that love us it's it's the most magical and beautiful thing in the world to have friends and to have family are people that care about us and that we care about during the time that I was making this album for the year prior my husband was very ill and he actually passed away three weeks before I finished this album and it wasn't COVID and I did not expect this and so this this tune took on special meaning for me personally. I know so many people who lost loved ones who have told me their stories and it's 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 the hardest thing in the world it is but still we still we go on and and we have no choice we have to uh, and and it's nice that you carry on in their honor uh, and create a legacy for the people that have touched you in your lives and and that's really important. Uh, and and I, this song is so beautiful. It it really is an expression of joy, and uh, I think appreciation for those who have made a difference in your life. Thank you, thank you. So some of the bravery that we talked about with Vinman, the, there's also a bravery. There is uh, a. a, a uh, it's oh, the word. Uh, I'm sorry. I'm trying to think of the right word to describe Ruth Bader Ginsburg. Uh, she's not only a brave person, but she was an intelligent person who has made a difference in, in life, in law, in the truth. And she is someone who I love the name of uh, the tune called the Notorious RBG uh, because she is notorious. And She's just small in stature physically, but she is a giant in what she has done and contributed to our world. Yes, she was a trailblazer in every way and stood up for human rights and was strong as, as one could be and a, a true inspiration. She's an important historical figure and, as I said, a, a tremendous inspiration to countless people. Did, did she have some sort of uh, personal uh, impression on you in some way? When I saw, you know, when I read about her, and, and, and I think there was a, a movie that I, I saw about her, a documentary, I just thought, wow, you know, she, she faced a lot of challenges in her life, being a woman in, in her field, uh, even, even though she was highly qualified she was passed over, but eventually she rose to, you know, this very high position in our country to help shape the law. And that kind of strength and perseverance is what moved me.
music reminds me constantly, you know, just keep going and be strong. Um, look, look at what she did. Uh, there's absolutely no question about it. She is a historical figure and uh, looms large in our life. Speaking of that, there, there's also Congressman John Lewis who stood his ground and was a man of principle, integrity, and strong in belief uh, and has left an impact on our lives and you pay tribute to him musically as well in a tune called Walk in My Shoes. Tell us about that one. He's a, a titan, a giant in every way, spiritually, intellectually, um, in terms of his activism. He was arrested 40 times. He was a sharecropper's son. He, he rose to uh, his, his position in government. He never let down and that original quote was, if you think things haven't improved in America, walk in my shoes. That phrase has so many levels of meaning for me, but, you know, walk in my shoes, the, the strength of this man, the courage, the tremendous humanity and heart in everything he did. Every time I would see him, I would just think, oh, my God, what a blessing. What a blessing to have this man, you know, in, in our world. How, how did you try to say this musically? Uh, what did you engage in or, or what did you infuse into the music that would make that statement about him? It's hard to talk about the process because if I'm thinking about a theme or an idea, I sometimes start playing or sometimes I sing melodies or play a chordal progression, start to get some ideas and I work with it. I, I, I refine it a lot. It's not like I just sit down and write a tune and, oh, that's that's it. It takes a long time for me. I think I'm pretty slow as a composer. But I, I know that this music is going to be recorded. And so every note matters to me. Every chord matters. And sometimes I go back and forth. Does this chord sound better than that chord? Does this, how does it feel if I'm a listener? How does this make me feel? Um, so that's all I can go on in terms of um, how, how I write. Like, what do I feel when I'm listening to this? And I might record it just on my iPhone and listen back and say, does the melody have a kind of a shape? In this case, this had kind of a static harmonic feeling, but um, kind of Coltrane influenced because there's, there's a strength in that harmonic progression. It's not complicated, but it's, it, it, it just feels strong to me. And I wanted to convey that, that, that energy. It's a slow tune, you know, and I wanted to feel kind of someone walking also, just the feel of someone at that, that pace. Now, these are 10 original compositions, 
and then uh, within that confine, you incorporated the bass playing of Jasper Sompson and then drummer E.J. Strickland. Were they a part of the process in any way in terms of musical expression? Uh, and by that, I mean, did you have to convey to them what you wanted from each particular piece, or did they give you input uh, as you were building the compositions? I had written the compositions, and because Jasper is, was my co-producer, at some point I wanted him to hear them, to, because he's a great composer, and uh, I wanted to get his take on it. And so we had a meeting, and I played, and I, you know, I, we just kind of talked back and forth. Generally, I was working on things, on the pieces alone, and I had certain ideas. I got ideas from uh, playing with some local musicians here in Jacksonville and asking for different things to put them to put on a tape like what happens if it's this feel could you could you please record this and then I would listen back and see if that's you know what would convey the feel so I did a lot of work prior to any recording as I always do uh, that doesn't mean that at the time of recording people aren't bringing their own personalities they certainly are uh, but in this case I wanted to have a, a certain feel for each tune and to have them each tune be distinct and unique in its in its vibe, whatever that is. And um, you know, to say to a musician, oh here's the here's the theme of this or here's the title, sometimes isn't enough. I might say I need a lot of symbols. Like for example, on the lights are always on, I wanted a lot of high high uh, frequency symbols like I call it um, icicles <laughs> uh, you know and that creates a particular brightness to the sound other tunes I wanted something else now that doesn't mean that at the time of recording we might not go in a slightly different direction that can happen because musicians are jazz musicians are incredibly creative of course and we might end up it might end up being something different but uh, I usually come very pretty prepared with, with ideas or at least options. And sometimes I'll say, could I hear three, three different feels on this and let me choose. So um, that, that's, that's kind of been my process all along. You can only go so far before you know, a recording happens. And it's important to be flexible and say you know, maybe general things and be as specific as you can and then see how that works. Going back to the album and another track, let me ask you about Into the Breach. This has to do with the January 6th event, uh, a.k.a. an insurrection, uh, as it's being dubbed. Within the context of your music, you were not uh, creating a sound of chaos of the event itself, but instead uh, you're paying tribute to the dedication of the people that were trying to uphold the law or take care of business and take care of people. Yes. There's there there there's also a quality in this tune of it's kind of there's an eerie quality to it as well. Harmonically, it's it's kind of a different tune. It's an unsettled tune when I listen to it. And it's a descending progression which is you know, it's hard to solo over also but and and so but but it also I, I still wanted to embody or reflect the strength of those who defended our democracy in such a horrific day 
my gosh, you know, here's our democracy uh, being taken apart or, or being threatened. Uh, but yet uh, there were people that still tried to make sure that that did not succeed and that yes. democracy uh, and, and right would prevail. Yes. When we think how close we came, it's chilling. Looking at the album, you wind it all up, uh, concluding with the tune called Heroes. Is this the denouement, or, or is this the, the, the glimmer of hope or the, the opportunity for us to take a breath and say, it's going to be okay? Yes, yes and yes. This is for everyone who has taken care of us, defended us, everyday heroes, most of whom we will never hear about. And I wanted to dedicate a tune to them to speak to the strength and the power of the human spirit to handle the most difficult situations. It's staggering when when you think about it. We see people like we see what's happening in Ukraine, and how are these people handling this atrocity? And there are heroes everywhere. People rise to the occasion, and they become you know their best selves in the, in moments that they never might have anticipated. What would you like the message to be, or the takeaway for someone that listens to the release? Uh, what would you be satisfied? in hearing back if someone were to say, hey, you know, Lynn, I heard your album and it was such and such. What would you like that to be? I would like that people will feel love when they listen to the album, that they'll feel their hearts and that they'll feel that I am reaching out to them personally and, and sending them love. It's very simple through the music. I would be happy if people felt even a tiny bit better when they listen to the music, or if they just felt their heart a little bit more. Because at the end of the day, that's all we have. Anything else can fall away, but we have our hearts, we have our love for each other. That's the best thing in the world. Are you going to take this on the road, if you will? Are there performances uh, upcoming that are connected with this release? I'm very thrilled and privileged to be um, a professor of jazz studies at the University of North Florida. And so that takes, you know, a, a time commitment and so forth. I, I did, I just booked a few dates and now and I just played in Milwaukee, Mad in Madison and in um, New Orleans. I'm, I'm now starting to book more gigs and, and I'm wor working on that as we speak slowly, just little by little. Well, I would like to thank you for the opportunity to make a connection with you. And I would like to ask you, how could our listeners learn more about you and your music? Uh, they can go to lynnariel.com, and that's L-Y-N-N-E-A-R-R-I. -R -R 
IALE.com. And actually, on the on the, one of the drop downs to the right is it says recent albums, and I have a new video that I this is the first time I've done like a a, a music visual where I compiled video uh, clips that reflected the spirit of the tune. So they they have the visual as well. And the first one that I put out is the lights are always on, and it's also on YouTube. I think it's it's Lynn Ariel. The lights are always on, and then video, and they will see. They won't see my picture. They will see hospital workers, and they click on that, and then the music goes on. But I'm doing it for five, five of the other tunes as well. I'll be releasing one a week, so that's that's another way. And and they can also um, sign up for my mailing list and and go to social media. I'm 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 in touch with many many people, and and I love it. So I welcome people reaching out. Thank you for this time today. I now uh, have hope, I have optimism, and a better feeling because when things get really dark, I'm going to put your music on and know that the lights are always on. That's so sweet. Thank you for the incredible work you are doing and your beautiful spirit. I so appreciate you, and I, I, it was just a joy talking with you, and thank you. Thank you for listening to this episode of All That's Jazz with pianist and composer Lynn Ariel. We'd like to thank Ben Sedrin for the use of Mr. P's Shuffle as our theme song. And visit us again next time for another interesting conversation on All That's Jazz. If you liked today's episode, please leave us a five-star rating on the streaming service you use. All That's Jazz is available on every major streaming app, including Podbean, Apple Podcast and Spotify, as well as Facebook and online at allthatsjazz.net.